You're listening to Chats by Rotaract Australia, where we bring Rotaractors together to inspire, educate and collaborate. Hi guys, it's Holly, your RA Vice Chair, and today I am joined by Ben Hill, the Rotaract Australia Governance Director. Welcome, Ben. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm uh, very excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. And I guess today our podcast is called Law and Order, Your Club's Foundation. All right, all right. Joke, jokes, jokes aside, um, it is really important to talk about club constitution and bylaws. So, Ben, as our governance director, I think you're the best man for the job, but let's start just telling people what actually is the Rotaract Australia Governance Director. Yeah, so the Rotaract Australia Governance Director has uh, two main facets to it. So the first facet is actually uh, working with Rotaract Australia MDIO uh, to help with their their governance. So year to year, we want to make sure that Rotaract Australia is consistent in their operations. And then obviously through having uh, a rotating kind of leadership year to year, Governance Director is that person that provides that consistency year to year in ensuring people know and and understand uh, how Rotaract Australia works, uh, making sure that Rotaractors across Australia still have a voice, the DRRs are still representing all of their districts, and then, yeah, making sure that it's it's a fair place for for Rotaract Australia to grow. The second facet is my favourite part. Uh, It's actually getting uh, down to the club level, uh, helping them with their actual club uh, governance. So whether you're in, incorporated or not, uh, your club still has governance. Um, and so that's either a, a normal constitution and bylaws from Rotary International, or um, it can come in, you know, customizations for your club. And so that, uh, that really gives a foundation uh, for the club so that people know uh, what to expect. Uh, people know kind of, what the what the rules are, what the protocols are, and it just makes um, running events, running meetings, uh, making decisions, um, and then also maintaining our great reputation in the community for being a responsible nonprofit. Okay, so I know that constitution and bylaws. You're gonna hate me saying this, but I know that they can be a bit dry, right? Yeah, um, I'm definitely. Not gonna, you know, for background, I'm not even going to lie there as well. <laughs> for background, for people listening, you know, um, Ben is doing a, a review of the Rotary Australia Constitution Bylaws. He's done so much work. Uh, I printed out them to start looking at, and I think I've gone through maybe like four pages. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And yep. just because, like, it's really, really painful. So, for people yeah. listening, like, I want them to know that me as the host, like, I find this really painful. Um, I'm also a club president right now, which means I've got a responsibility for governance. So, for those of you who find it painful, uh, but also know that it's really important, this is why we have people like Ben, because he can help us to make mm. sense of the madness. So, Ben, from July 1, there was a new Rotaract constitution and bylaws that essentially can be or have been adopted. Do you want to kind of explain, Ben, what that actually is? Yeah, so so going to your earlier point, uh, definitely uh, constitution and bylaws can be dry. And uh, what my goal is for the year is to make that 
not only kind of approachable, but easy for people. So through governance, we don't want to make it complicated um, and confusing. What we want to do is make sure it's clear and simplified for all rotor actors to understand and make sure it's relevant to us that we haven't just got cut and paste kind of legal snippets from lawyers and, or templates or whatever, and actually making sure that it's human, making sure that it's kind of written in rotor actors words so that um, it's less dry. And so definitely a goal of, of mine is to make constitutions and bylaws a bit more interesting where it's uh, instead of being a legal document with full of um, crazy terms, it's more of just a guide into people um, being able to read and go, okay, this is how we vote um, or, okay, this is how I can propose something um, as a DRR to the Rotaract Australia Council. So definitely a, a big goal of mine is to, to humanise that. Regarding the recent Rotaract policy updates, so yes, we have a new Rotaract Club constitution uh, that took effect on July 1st uh, this year in 2020 alongside a new recommended Rotaract Club bylaws. And so... What that means for clubs is that if they're unincorporated, um, your constitution and bylaws have automatically been updated. But if you're incorporated, you'll be dealing with your state or territory um, agency that looks after generally nonprofits or incorporated associations so that you can update that. So for places like Victoria, it's consumer affairs. For New South Wales, it's fair trading. Every different state and territory has their own organization that looks after um, incorporated associations, you'll be required to take those changes um, to your club, get your club to vote on them, and then submit that to your your state or territory agencies. With that, that can be um, actually probably one of the most complicated processes uh, a club can go through. And so as governance director alongside the, the Rotary International Office in uh, Parramatta, will be available if you contact us through the Rotaract Australia socials or through our Rotaract Australia emails or uh, on the contact form on the website. We'll be able to get in touch with your club and we'll be able to support you through that process as uh, sometimes, uh, especially in Victoria and New South Wales, uh, these agencies can uh, sometimes just reject what your club has proposed uh, and sometimes not even provide a reason. So let's just like take a step back for, for a second and assume that, you know, we might have a relatively new board or we might have, uh, you know, have had some turnover or it might be a new club. Let, let's go back to just the question of like, am I incorporated or not? How do we find that out? Probably one of the easiest ways to find out is to um, look up your state government entity for incorporated associations. If you don't know, you, you can contact your sponsor club, you can contact uh, Red Right Australia uh, or your district if you need to. But generally, it's pretty easy to find on Google. They'll often have an online search option where you can put in your club name and it will be able to tell you whether or not there is any clubs with that name on the register. There's also a site if the club has an ABN called the Australian Business Register. Whilst it covers businesses, it also covers uh, incorporated associations with, with ABNs. But that's not a guaranteed way to do that. But it is a really easy way to find if your club is listed uh, as an incorporated association. If you can't see them through those, it's probably best to contact your sponsor club. If you're if you're a brand new club, you can pretty much assume uh, that you're not that you're not incorporated, um, depending on when you've come along. 
Well, I mean, let, let's do it right now. I, I don't think my club is incorporated. Let me, let me try and work it out. Um, so yep. I would, I'm in Tasmania. So what I'd go Tasmanian, what would I be Googling? Google Tasmania Incorporated Associations. And so uh, there I get the first result is CBOS, which is Consumer Building and Occupation All Services. Search the register. There you go. Search the register. Beautiful. Oh, this looks confusing. Hmm. That that search the register. Okay. Confusing. The Tasmanian one's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I right. I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed this experience. <laughs> and look, this is Definitely. why, even as RA vice chair, I I have been really resistant to doing this. <laughs> yep. And I think, I think also uh, definitely a low-hanging fruit is uh, if you've seen any documentation with incorporated at the end of your club's name um, or you've seen a, a kind of number or identifier, like um, generally it's a, a letter with probably seven or something numbers after it. Um, it varies per state, but uh, if you see any kind of identifiers like that, then chances are, that's something to do with your, your state incorporation. But I think the other thing is you don't just have to rely on yourself or necessarily your sponsor club. Um, in this circumstance, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to my DRR and I'm going to say, look, I'm trying to work out if my club's incorporated and they can help funnel that answer through to RA as well. Um, and so, yeah, when um, our DRR for Tasmania listens to this, they can realise that I've just um, handballed it onto them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, but really, no, that, that is helpful. So first, work out if you're incorporated or not. If you're not incorporated, the bylaws will have automatically come into play for your club. So what happens if we have a club that isn't incorporated, had its own kind of customised bylaws, and then these new bylaws came out? For that instance, if you have customised your bylaws... Uh, then on July 1, uh, those would have been reset. So what you'll need to do is you'll need to take it back to your club uh, and add those customizations into those new bylaws. Um, but you'll need to check that they don't override any part of the constitution as well. So if there is something you want to tweak in the bylaws, that is allowed. But if there's something in the constitution that would prevent that clause going in, then unfortunately that that can't be put in. And so if clubs have questions on whether something or not conflicts, then that's totally something that they can send to us and we can review and uh, let them know. Rotary International says that the constitution uh, cannot be changed by clubs or even districts. Uh, the constitution is set by Rotary International. Uh, and then that's also the same for incorporated clubs. Although you'll be using um, key parts of your state law to put into your constitution to make sure it, um, it abides local laws. We really have to do that, not straying from uh, Rotary International stuff as much as possible and only putting in those things that are required by that state's law. So putting in the customizations is the whole reason we have a separation of a constitution and bylaws. That constitution is that, that backbone, that underlying structure, and then bylaws allows your club to, to be flexible. And they're also, um, I guess, the constitution itself, there's all, it's also open to a little bit of, I guess, interpretation, I would argue. I don't, I don't know if you agree in terms of, for example, a meeting requirement doesn't have to be 
every single member of the club involved in in a meeting it's it's can be a especially in the current times it can be an online format of a couple of members that can meet technically the requirement as long as all other members get to have the scope to engage with it for example what your meeting attendance requirement could be met through certain amount of like coming to service opportunities that's right so your attendance isn't limited to just meetings it's any rotary act or rotary events so uh, if you go to a Rotary Club meeting, if you go to a RILA, um, even if you go to a, a casual kind of learn about IT in Rotary, that kind of thing, that's some kind of Rotary event. So I think a lot of people would, yeah, smash the, the quota by far without even realising. Yeah, I definitely agree. I guess it's also, um, it puts everyone on the same page, right? There is a clear document that everyone in the club can then go to and know if I want to do X, Y, or Z thing, if I want to run for a position, if I want to do anything in particular, it's the starting point from which those decisions can be made. That's right. That's definitely right. And I think it definitely reduces the chances of conflict a lot. When things are ambiguous, it's, it's confusing and inconsistent. And one person can say one thing and another person can say another, then the club ends up being confused. Some people can go, okay, this is not fair. A a lot of people don't mind in the end, if there's a rule that they don't agree with, then if it's written down somewhere, then they can either propose to change it. And, and if there's enough club support, then that gets changed and it's simple. But if multiple people are saying multiple things and it's not easily accessible to the club, and not clear and out in a document to people, then that's when people can really get annoyed with Rotor Act. That's when um, we see a lot of consistency for that club's culture changing over time. And so that clear document makes it so much easier, prevents arguments um, and conflict, and just makes it a general nicer time in Rotor Act. Cool. So let's say... I've listened to this podcast and I'm convinced that I, that I want to learn more about constitutions, but I'm still a bit confused. Mm-hmm. You said we can reach out to Rotaract Australia, but Little Birdie, aka you, has told me that there might be a workshop. Yes, that's right. So we're currently in the works of making a do-it-together workshop. And so these workshops are aimed at clubs all across Australia um, no matter what kind of stages of, of restrictions are in. And these Do It Together workshops are aimed at following on from the podcast, using the information that we've learnt, and then actually finding a time where we can jump online with our clubs to actually go through some of those things. So uh, whether it's club constitution, setting up your club for uh, you know post-COVID, setting out what kind of expectations your club Uh, has and then also kind of getting organized so updating your club's listing on rotary international and rotary australia's websites making sure my my rotary is up to date also doing your club's google drive or OneDrive or whatever cleaning that up organizing it and using this kind of middle ground time where clubs aren't sure what to do they're not sure whether or not to plan events uh, in person and, and and that kind of stage that a lot of clubs are in is a great time for clubs to come together with their boards for this new Rotaract year and then work with other clubs in a Google Meet call to work on their club and uh, 
it makes, I think, a lot easier for clubs when there's a specific time that they can go, okay, yes, I'll RSVP to that. Let's attend that. Let's get as many club members or board members to attend that. Um, and let's chip away at some of our stuff for our club. It's like a working bee, really, with someone who Definitely. can actually be there to guide the process. That's right. And so as you're going along, when you have those questions, then those questions aren't just stopped. Like if you were having your own club day and you're like, oh, we have this question about the club constitution, we, we want to ask that. That kind of prevents you flowing on from getting that rest of the work done. Whereas if you have other clubs there that have dealt with kind of similar things and various people from Rotaract Australia to, to kind of answer those questions on the spot, it means you can then quickly be able to go through a whole lot of stuff that could sometimes take weeks or months to do in one workshop. I'm already loving the idea of these workshops. So I can be at home in my pajamas. I can drink wine or Mm -hmm. whatever you want to drink, soft drinks, hot chocolates, Mm -hmm. whatever. I can eat whatever I want and I can actually solidly get Rotaract done with expert advice. What more could I want then? That's right. And you'll even have uh, friends alongside you to, to work in with it. So you know, we can take some of the, the boring kind of dry bits of, of constitution and club work and make it a fun day where we're, we're joking around with our, with our Rotaract friends whilst we do it. So when are these workshops going to happen? How do I find out more? Yeah, so this info will be coming out uh, in the next month um, and then we'll be actually running those events in between November and December um, will, be our, will be our first workshop. Uh, in the meantime, though, uh, we also have a whole lot of resources that have just been put onto the Rotaract Australia website, uh, a whole lot of new videos from our national training earlier this year that are now published through YouTube onto our website that people can watch, they can go through, and they can use to, to prepare for these awesome workshops. So having said all of this, um, if I think it's also important to note that Rotaract Australia is also undergoing its own review. I've already mentioned that. But if you love constitutions and bylaws you can learn more about the Rotaract Australia proposed changes from your district Rotaract representative they will know all about it we've we talked about it in our most recent Rotaract Australia council meeting so if you want to get involved Mm -hmm. contact your DRR but there are probably some other things that you thought maybe we would have talked about in this episode so I'm just going to throw to Ben he's going to give you a quick kind of fire through highlights of few key points and things to look forward to in other podcasts. Ben? Yeah, definitely. So uh, firstly, we're so excited to, to see all the changes coming in for Elevate Rotaract, um, preparing for um, club fees in the future, seeing Rotary um, work with Rotaract clubs to get them actually using foundation grants in their own right and, and to their own name, alongside bringing in Rotaractors onto more district boards, but then also bringing them in for much more feedback on Rotary International communities. These are fantastic changes coming in. Not only that, we have a lot of increased support from the Rotary International office in Parramatta. They're talking to us. They're talking to other Rotaractors. A lot of people would have seen them come to training this year. Parramatta is um, like in Sydney, yeah? Like just for, for people who aren't up with the information. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So it's, it's uh, west of Sydney and yeah, they really provide uh, a lot of value to Rotary clubs and now they're really expanding that to Rotaract clubs. Going out to, to Rotaractors and saying, how can we provide the best value to you 
especially soon that you'll be paying fees. They really need to show what rotaractors can get, what kind of support. And going through constitution and bylaws, the RI office alongside Rotaract Australia can be that huge support that your club needs to, you know, changing it from an overwhelming, boring part of the club to an easier and approachable kind of part of getting those finicky things done and, and being able to move on to bigger and better things for your, for your Rotaract club. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ben, for joining us. And be sure to keep an eye out on future episodes where we'll have Ben join to talk about some of those extra changes that are coming up and important resources for your club. So have a lovely time wherever you are going after you listen to this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to Chats by Roadract Australia on your favourite podcasting channel and like, share and comment on the RA socials.